0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbell Starks, a.k.a. Who that Nigga. Welcome to the World According to Starks. As you already know, it is March the 19th of 2022, and I just got home, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very rainy day here in Jersey. So without a shot of a doubt, we're going to get on to some news. But before I get on to some news, I would like to send a shout-out to some people. I want to send a shout-out to Antoine King. Who's always been a real one? Corey Price, Magley Gonzalez, shout out to you and Diabla. Ronald Castillo, Angelica Rivera, Asia Chantel, Michelle Kasha, Um, Michelle Barr, Robin Amir, and last but not least, my personal favorite is Jaji Red. That's right, Jaji Red. I'm I'm definitely like, you know, i I never thought I'd do like Shoutouts like this in my life you know i i haven't done a shoutout out in a minute but you know after like i get a lot of support for you know a lot of people on the on the world according to starks i know a lot of people might be asking themselves the one important question why do you be doing these shout outs a lot because i'm doing it for the people that i haven't met i have met before and more importantly they are like you know important people to me what can i say ladies and gentlemen i just don't want to be famous but i just want to be known Speaking of news, let's get on to this. Mother of Young Thug's child killed over bowling ball in Atlanta. What's Young Thug thinking about this? I don't know. Lakiva Jackson, who has a son with Atlanta native and rapper Young Thug, who proposed a baby a long time ago when he started out rapping, was killed outside the Metro Fun Center following a dispute over a bowling ball. Really, folks? Is that what we doing now, we, we, we going over a bowling ball? A young woman who was killed in the Atlanta shooting after a fight over a bowling ball late Thursday evening has been identified as Lakeva Jackson, who has a son with well-known rapper Young Thug. Jackson's family called the shooting senseless and said that they are having a hard time coming to grips with her death during an outing that was meant to be a celebration of life. She was celebrating a birthday at the bowling alley with a very close family friend, said mother Sharina Jackson. A 31-year-old was out at the Metro Fun Center in a shopping center located on 1900 block of Metropolitan Parkway in southwest Atlanta. Her mother said they were bowling when a second group came in and started taking over the space, leading to an argument shortly after 1130 p.m. over a bowling ball, calling the shooting truly an atrocity, Atlanta Homicide Commander Ralph Woolfolk did not mince words. A young lady has lost her life tonight as a result of an argument over a bowling ball, Wolfolk said. <sighs> the night that started off as a celebration quickly turned deadly. After a fight over a bowling ball spilled into the parking lot of a Metro Fund Center, the police are now looking for the suspect who shot and killed the woman in the fight. The shooter reportedly left the bowling alley and waited in the parking lot for 20 minutes for Jackson to come out. Coward move for a certain person like that. And apparently, for some reason, I don't understand it. It's really stupid to shoot somebody over a bowling ball. I mean, a lot of things to be killed over, like, you know, getting your money took in, your purse, your car, your shoes, everything in the streets. But when it comes to bowling... That is the one time that we, of all people, need to understand we got to do better, plain and simple. This took place in my hometown because this is from the Patterson Times. Two more arrested in the murder of Patterson woman left in trunk of vehicle. A man and a woman were arrested on Wednesday for their alleged roles in the murder of a Patterson woman whose body was left in the trunk of a vehicle. Ali H. Fisher, who's 33, of Little Falls, and Chloe Fisher, 50, of Totowa, were charged with desecration of human remains, hindering prosecution tampering with evidence, and obstruction law, both along with Ali Gibson, was allegedly involved in dumping a 38-year-old woman, Stephanie DeJesus, body on James Street and Ryerson Avenue in Patterson to cover up the homicide. Ali Gibson, who was previously arrested and charged with murder, was additionally charged with desecration of human remains, hindering prosecution, tampering with evidence, and obstructing law. Ali Fisher and Chloe Fisher surrendered to the police in Totowa after charges were filed against them. They are being held at the Pasuk County Jail. Authorities previously arrested Justice Fisher, 29 of Tottawa, and Joel Martucci, 24 of, 20, of Totowa, on murder charges and an all police five people of the gruesome murder of DeJesus. DeJesus was murdered at a house on Gordon Avenue in Totowa, and later her body was put in a trunk and driven to Patterson. state County Chief Assistant Pro- uh, Prosecutor Jorge Morales described the murder as a horror movie during a court hearing last week. DeJesus suffered multiple blows to the head. This crime is a family affair, Morales is said. Martucci is Justine F- Fisher's fiancé. But lawyers, for those charged, argue with the prosecutor, does not have enough evidence to tie their clients to the murder. Now, this is the part of me where I'm getting pissed off about. It's always the part where you say there's not enough evidence. And more importantly, like no one goes guilty. No one goes free. What kind of bullshit are we talking about here? It is that said in people's minds that when it comes down to a crime, it has to be done guilty or not guilty, and you're going to go to jail anyway. You might as well get life in prison, lethal injection, electric chair. You don't kill anybody, put them in a trunk and send them to our city. Are you fucking kidding me right now? I mean, it's really, really disturbing to me. It's disturbing to everybody, but it's disturbing to me as well. In the New York Daily News... I mean, I gotta tell you, people, This is, I, I've read some sick shit, but this is probably taking the cake. Evan Rachel Wood, or we just call her Rachel Wood, because she's no longer Evan, claims Marilyn Manson used Nazi whip on her, made her drink his own blood. By far, is very disgusting. Evan Rachel Wood has made more harrowing allegations against Marilyn Manson. The second part of the actress documentary Phoenix Rising Part 2, Stand Up, which hit HBO Max Tuesday, and will premiere on HBO Wednesday night. Levels of horrifying claims of torture she suffered at the hands of the rocker who she began dating in 2007, when she was 19 and he was only 38. Shortly after their relationship began, Wood alleges Manson, born Brian Warner, began depriving her of her sleep and locking her in the freezing cold rooms. He raped her in her sleep. She claims in Phoenix Rising that she thinks he was dosing her with meth, there was a moment where things turned and I remember suddenly thinking that the drugs were a lot stronger than they had been. Wood now 34 says in the documentary, my nose was bleeding all the time and I started getting scabs all over my body, all over my face. The Westworld actress also claims that Manson used a Nazi whip branded with a swastika on her and forced her to drink his blood. There was a piece of me absolutely taken and I felt it le- leave my body. I felt my brain change. I felt like it was almost calcify, and the world is never the same, she said. I'm never going to believe anything that Rachel Wood would say about Marilyn Manson carrying a Nazi whip. This is the same guy that made the song The Beautiful People and I still rock that shit to this day. But for a white girl like that who played on Westwood and I like the old classic movie better than the fucking TV series to know that this is utterly childish when will we ever learn that it's kind of like sad and pathetic to just accuse somebody that had limbs and ribs removed from his body to using a nazi whip for a certain reason and it's like oh oh i gotta stop thinking about that shit it's in my head right now Caitlyn jenner is entering the boxing world and i thought i was on crack Keelan Jenner is returning to sports. The former Olympian will be hosting a celebrity boxing and Bitcoin Rodney event in Florida. Page 6 can exclusively reveal. I am so excited, but on the other hand, I'm always excited. Jenner says in a video obtained by Page 6, I just signed on with official celebrity boxing to host their June 11th event in Charles Dodge Center in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Stay tuned. More details as we get closer. Sources tell Page Six that celebrity boxing hiring Jenner at 72 is a way to pave a path for transgender athletes to participate in the sport. Perhaps the famed decathlete who transitioned in 2015 in search of a paycheck now that it is confirmed she was excluded from the Kardashian's reported nine-figure deal with Hulu. I was there when this started from day one, tweeted Caitlyn after the news of her absence broke. I watched it grow, and doing the show for almost 20 seasons was one of the highlights of my life. She added, of keeping up with the Kardashians, to be able to work with my family for all those years, connect with the fans, and it was incredible. Happy that it continues for my family. Whew. First off, I just want to say, I hope, I hoped that she wasn't thinking about getting into boxing, because we all know... Transgender has been taking over for years. And if another transgender was in the ring with Caitlyn Jenner, that transgender would be whooping Caitlyn Jenner's ass. I don't care what anybody says. It's really, really. I got to stop. I got to stop. Because, like, she's hosting a boxing event. But as far as I'm concerned, ugh. if she was in that ring with those raggedy ass knees, forget it. Anybody could have beat her ass. For a very good price. And I got to say. It gets weird about a minute. And last but not least. Ladies and gentlemen. This might be my. Craziest one ever. And. I don't say this very much. But this is coming from page six. Now if you don't have page six. Go to it.com. You'll be seeing a lot of entertainment. And more importantly. It's like the daily news. All the news I'd be finding off the internet, either it's funny, real, or not, I got the opportunity to see it for myself. And I know that a lot of people that be thinking about it almost about every time, but it has to be. Nicki Minaj. Kanye West rejected my Yeezy collab because Kim wouldn't love it. Nicki Minaj could have been, could have been Team Yeezy. The monster rapper sat down for a YouTube interview with Joe Budden on Wednesday. Why is everybody going for a YouTube interview with Joe fucking Button? That nigga's a piece of shit. He's the reason why Slaughterhouse is no more, man. Sharing that she'd previously been turned down by Kanye West for a collaboration on his Yeezy clothing line. Revealing to the media personality that she'd reached out to West about a female Yeezy venture, the Super Bass. Singer discussed how she received a deal from Fendi and wanted to work with Kanye on a project. In an interview, Minaj, who's 39 years old, says she told Wes, Hey, look, I'm about to do something, and I just wanted to make sure I spoke to you first. But the idea didn't exactly go go as planned. According to the chart topper, he was like, Well, if I did something with you, I think my wife probably wouldn't love that idea because I should be giving that to my wife instead. If I was doing a female version of the Yeezys or whatever, it should probably go to my wife. The fashion line conversation which took place before Weston Kardashian split left Minaj wondering why someone who was very vocal about the fashion industry not letting him in at one time would deny another black music star the same chance. I got to agree with Nicki Minaj even though I don't in some ways about her music which probably like turn any hater or into a complete bitch, but I do believe that Nicki Minaj would have been good on some on some real fashionable things. Because we all know she looks good in fashion. But uh, as for music, I don't think so. But um, Kanye West has to realize one important thing. That that whole time of getting back to Kim Kardashian, is never going to happen. And he has to realize that. It's like reality for somebody, for him. And he needed to take his meds to swallow that reality pill because it's not going to happen. You should have used Nicki Minaj as your protege, as that person to do the clothing line. Because frankly, it would have been a lot easier for you. But instead, you're picking fights with Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, D.L. Hughley. It doesn't matter who you're picking a fight with. You're not going to win. The war's already been over. But... I do believe that, you know, Nicki Minaj would do better in Fendi instead of rocking Yeezy wear like a fucking peasant and homeless motherfucker. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that is the world according to Starks. I am Corbella Starks, aka who that nigga. And I would like to also thank everybody. I like to thank Top Notch Jane. I like to thank Boss Babe, Prep, Please Don't Touch My Hair, Coco Brown, Sarah Connor, So Jersey. Allstate33, Rich Roland, NStacks03, Amelia Duran, K, Monique Latisse, and the entire social media world, including Natural All Day and Patty Slash317. I'd like to say thank you to everybody. I'll be back next Friday and Saturday with another ep- couple episodes of the, uh, the World According to Starks. Meanwhile, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to do my duties, and more importantly, I'm going to have a good night's sleep. Good night, everybody.